You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by AirAccountant.io. Outsourced controller and bookkeeping services. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with Abby Johnson, CEO of And Then There Were None. Abby, you have one of the more interesting stories of the guests I've had on this show. I, uh, you first hit my radar when I went to the movies and I saw the movie Unplanned. And uh, I brought my 15-year-old son with me to that movie, and he was deeply moved, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, he said, Dad, you should have Abby Johnson on your show. And so here we are, um, some couple months later. And when, when I watched the movie, I, I saw that you were the youngest director of a Planned Parenthood organization, and then you, then you had a radical change. Talk about what happened. Well, thanks to your son, uh, <laughs> first, for encouraging you to set this up. Um, and thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I worked at Planned Parenthood for eight years. I was a clinic director there. Ended up leaving in October of 2009 after witnessing a live ultrasound guided abortion procedure where I saw a 13-week-old baby fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instruments. And I knew then that there was humanity in the womb, that... Um, that there was life in the womb. And I knew that if those two things were true, then I was on the wrong side of this debate. And so I ended up leaving. And what role did your faith play in that? I know you grew up in Texas and you grew up a Southern Baptist, um, pretty conservative upbringing from what I understand. And then you moved to the Episcopal church and now you're a Catholic. So that's quite a journey. Take us through that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I grew up, in a conservative Christian home. Um, you know, I can't say that we were a family that really talked about abortion. Um, you know, I think my parents just thought, well, abortion's never going to be something that our daughter has to encounter. We've raised her in church. So why do we even need to talk about this? Um, and then when I was working at Planned Parenthood, we had been going to a Baptist church. And when they found out that I worked at the clinic, they actually asked us not to come back. And so that prompted me to then look for a church community that was uh, <laughs> more open to my work at Planned Parenthood. And I landed at the Episcopal Church. The Episcopal Church doctrine is very pro-choice, very uh, liberal, supportive of Planned Parenthood. And so we went there for several years. And, you know, I think honestly, though, growing up in church, growing, growing up, you know, as a person who knew the Lord, that really helped me take that leap whenever I decided to leave. Because I did grow up with the understanding that, you know, if I ever were to to take that sort of step of faith and and step out in God's will, that he would take care of me. He would provide for me. And, you know, I don't know if I would have been, um, I, I don't know if I would have been so eager to do that if I hadn't have had that foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, it's interesting because while you grew up in a church family, I, I grew up an atheist for first 24 years of my life. And, and so I, I can relate in ways 
um, and that my views on these issues were were much different growing up. And and even when I became a a believer uh, at the age of twenty four, it took me a while to to you know for for that faith to set in and and to understand the value of life and where it begins and all of that. So um, I can understand a change of mind like that. So in the movie, you know, I don't know how many of my listeners have seen the movie Unplanned, but it's a uh, it's quite a it, it'll rock you to your core if you if you go to see it. It's available. I think it's on on DVD and streaming now, right? Yeah, it's on DVD, Blu-ray, and then it's streaming through Amazon. You know, I found out about that movie. I actually connected with the actress who played you on Instagram right before I saw some Bible verses being posted, and and I actually was um, messaging her on Instagram the night the night the movie came out, and and I said uh, I told her that people applauded in the movie theater, and she messaged back and said that's amazing. She, I think, after the movie was a big success. You know, <laughs> she's probably overloaded right now with, with, uh, things, but, uh, and you too, I'm sure. Um, so, so how, how realistic was the movie to the actual life, uh, experience? Yeah. I mean, the key, the key points were very realistic. The meetings that I had with my supervisors, um, the, you know, ultrasound guided abortion was, I mean, completely realistic. Um, they had to combine some characters um, as far as the pro-life people went. In reality, I didn't have that much conversation with Sean Carney and his wife, Mary Lisa, but um, I had more contact with other people on the sidewalk. Um, But just to make sense of the story, they didn't want to have like, you know, five characters out there (laughs) that I'm interacting with all the Mm -hmm. time. They sort of condensed it um, into like a husband and wife character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, the, the film really, I mean, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just, you know, loosely based on my story, but that it was actually my story and, uh, the, the writers and directors and producers did a, a really great job of, of, of making sure that was the case. It was very powerful. So the, the characters in the movies, movie I'd like to talk about and, and, find out how it really worked out for you was were the protesters. There, there were sure. a lot of scenes with the protesters and the scenes made, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching the various people out there. There were some, some kooks. I mean, you know, doing <laughs> crazy things <laughs> uh, with the the sickle and, and all of that. And then there were the Christians who, who just prayed and in the movie, at least um, when you finally made that decision, you went over and you, you spent time with two of the people who had befriended you, the protesters. And I wasn't sure how much that played into it, but they, they put a real nice face on the the Christians that were out there. And I, I just want to know what that was like, because that interaction was just so interesting in, in the movie. And I'm sure it was in real life too. I'm sure you had to deal with it every day. What was that like during the protest? And then, and then when you finally made that hard decision? Yeah. So, I mean, it- there were, yeah, there were definitely two groups of, of people that were in front of our clinic. So, uh, you know, there were the, the people who were, um, just sort of crazy, you know, they, they were going out there with huge graphic signs and dressed like the Grim Reaper and yelling at people going in. And, um, and then there were the people who were, praying who were you know offering women 
other options, telling them, you know, there's places we can go, places we can can take you to that, you know, can offer free help. So there's definitely two different groups of people. Um, when I left, you know, I, I obviously went to the group of people who were with the Coalition for Life. They were the, you know, just the prayer warriors out there. Um, and, you know, that, I, the relationships that were forged, even with these people, you know, there's two in particular that I think of um, that, again, couldn't really be represented in the film. But um, when I walked into the Coalition for Life office, the day that I knew that I could no longer work there, um, two women were there, one named Karen, one named Heather. And those two women are still two of my closest friends to this day, 10 years later. So Karen actually works for my organization and then there were none. And Heather, uh, I'm president of her board, the Coalition for Life here in Austin. And then she's actually godmother to one of my children. So, you know, the relationships that were forged were very real but those relationships were the people who were consistently reaching out to me in kindness. So you mentioned one of your children. Did I read that you have seven children? I have eight. Eight. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. old news. My goodness. What a... Wait, I pop them out so fast. I can't even keep up with the number. <laughs> <laughs> what an evolution. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, well... I don't know how you managed to have a CEO job and be the mother of eight children. That, that is beyond me. But talk to me a little bit about both of your jobs, your, your eight children, and, and, and then there were none. Tell me a yeah. little bit about that. So I will say that my, um, the only reason I'm able to do what I do is because I have an amazing husband at home. So he was a teacher for many years, and when God called me to this to this ministry, um, to this walk, we just really discerned that it was best to, to have him at home with our children. So, um, that's really how I'm able to do it. And, uh, just by having him at home and sort of being, you know, the guide of our home and, and, um, that's been a huge blessing for us to be able to have a parent that stays at home. But we really do feel like, it is part of our ministry as a couple. Um, you know, he has his sort of, he sort of created his own ministry as a stay at home dad and um, really helping support other fathers who are in that role and um, helping men learn their role in the pro-life movement, really encouraging them to, to stand up and fight for life. Um, and then, you know, for what I do, I mean, it's, you know, for me, it's just really um, helping abortion clinic workers leave their jobs, helping them find wholeness and healing and renewal in Christ. And um, of course, helping them find other employment, but I mean, really getting to their heart and their soul and, and helping them um, encounter the mercy of Christ. What is your advice to believers who are listening to this show out there who care about this, but aren't sure what to do. What, what can just the normal believer out there do to affect this? Well, um, so 
you know, there's several different ways that people can get involved. They can go and volunteer at their local pregnancy resource center. Pregnancy resource centers are, they are run primarily by volunteers. And so we need people. And you may think, I don't have anything to offer them. But you don't know that. Um, We all have something to offer the pro-life movement. And if you're feeling called to help moms and and their babies, then that may be the place for you. Um, You might feel called to work at a legislative level, um, working with your local right to life group, your state um, pro-life legislative group. Um, you might feel called and I, I believe that everybody should at least one time go do this. You might feel called to go and pray out in front of your local abortion facility. We're coming up on, on the end of our show here. I want to thank Abby Johnson, CEO of then there were none. And the person who was, was, uh, portrayed in the movie unplanned for joining me on faith at work, please follow us on Facebook at faith at work. and. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much, Abby. Thank you. Yes, I gotta have faith. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant, brought to you by airaccountant.io.